here we go. It is April the 3rd, 2022. We were going to do this on April Fool's Day, but we thought, you know, we didn't want it to be a joke. Yeah. We didn't want it to be a joke. No. We didn't want everything that we said, we said yeah. to be taken in reverse because exactly. it's April Fool's Day. Anything <laughs> yeah. you say on that day is just not taken seriously. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe every day's April Fool's for us, really, you know? Pretty no, much. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. much. No. Yeah, so uh, we haven't probably gotten together and had a podcast here in about a week and a few days, week and a half or so, yep. let's call it. And so a lot has happened. A lot has happened. Well, you know, a lot. It, it's weird that a lot happens like a lot faster these days, right? Right. But it actually has kind of been actually a little bit of a more quiet cycle in the in the news. You know, I mean, a lot's always going on in the world, but the news itself, like their how much they inject, you know, and how how hard they inject it. That's right. what I mean by it's been quiet. Uh, it kind of has, you know. Yeah, There's always that. a lot going on in the world. Right. You can always find something to research or study about or, re- or see about or watch something about or read something about but I know yeah but as far as them trying to shove things down our throats in the news I'd say the past week or so has been pretty uh pretty calm all except of course for the slap heard around the world yeah uh, man. <laughs> damn man you know and uh, I think that's all needs said about that yeah it was the yeah. slap heard around the world we don't need to tell you what happened. You know what happened. Everybody yeah. knows what happened. <laughs> right, it's crazy. You know? but, Man. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but one thing that, that a lot of people might not realize happened over this past week is that there was a get-together of, uh, of a few of the world's uh, major uh, economic and government leaders at the uh, World Government Summit, which was uh, held over the week. Past week uh, had an interesting title to to the World Government Summit this uh, this year. In fact, they they put their agenda right out there, right off the bat. I think the very first words on the set on the podium were, you know, welcome, thank you for coming. We're here today to discuss the question of whether or not we are ready for a new world order. That was their words, not mine. You know, you yeah. can you can find the video. It's very readily accessible. I did come today with a couple of clips prepared, uh, pulled out of there that I thought were pretty interesting. Uh, something we've been talking about, I know we've brought it up a, a, more than a few yeah. times throughout oh, yeah. the history of the podcast, is the concept of a new, a, an all-new economic system, of them maybe somewhat purposefully collapsing our current economic system to bring in a new one. And... Uh, you know, a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, we would have been called conspiracy theorists, you know, for saying something like this. Uh, but today, they're pretty, uh, they're pretty open about it. I'd <laughs> yeah, say, yeah. you know, they're pretty right out in our faces about it. Uh, in fact, I, I have a clip here from uh, what? Well, let's see what her what was her name, Doctor Pippa Mount. I'm gonna slaughter this last. This Man, last I name. can't wait. Malmgren. Malmgren. I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it. Good try. Uh, it's a decent try. Can't yeah. be that far, you know. Uh, she's an American economist who served as special advisor on economic policy to President George W. Bush, old W. Yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, she's the, also the daughter of uh, the uh, economic advisor to Nixon. But did during... she ever go hunting with Dick <coughs> Cheney? <laughs> You think she went bird hunting with Dick Cheney? I doubt it, man. Yeah. I doubt it. You know? Wise choice. She's still alive. Yeah, wise you know? choice. Still, yeah. Yeah. I, guess, I guess Dick Cheney, did he kill the... No. No, no. he didn't kill him. No. No. He just kind of peppered him with some bird Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he gave him a little yeah. love tap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my. Sorry, Dick. <laughs> but uh, I have a uh, clip here from... Uh, from her speech, at, or I guess it wasn't really a speech, it was more of an open forum type of deal. But while she was talking, she brought up this new concept of them bringing in a new digital uh, currency. So let's see what uh, our world leaders had to say at the World Economic Forum. What underpins a world order is always the financial system. Uh, I was very privileged. My father was an advisor to Nixon when they came off the gold standard in 71. And so I was brought up with a kind of inside view of how very important the financial structure is to absolutely everything else. 
And what we're seeing in the world today, I think, is we're on the brink of a dramatic change where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. So, was she spitting, there's a lot to unpack there. Was she spitting fire right there? <laughs> I think there's a lot to unpack there. First thing I'd like to wait, unpack... Can, can I, wait, can I ask something? This, do you think she was reading that, or do you think she was like, she memorized that or something? I think she probably memorized it. it, it I mean, if you... I know that this is a uh, audio podcast, but we did just watch a video, and it looked like a pretty open forum. Yeah, like she was looking... You know? Kind of thing, like a bunch of people up on a stage on a mic recliner. Reading, reading or just spitting, spitting fire right there. She, <laughs> she was nailing it. She knew what she was talking. She knew what she was trying to say. Let's right? That yeah. Out. No, she meant to know words. <laughs> yeah. So that go. I mean, I, she even used the words. You know, I'll say this boldly. Dude, I meant I meant a lot of words. And I don't mean to. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. Right. <laughs> It takes me an hour long to say it, rather than her just spitting it yeah. right there. She just unpacks yeah. it all right there. That's okay, well we've 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 but, uh we've given her enough credit. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but this idea of a new uh, digital, what she say, digital constitution of human rights. Yeah, man, you that's know? that's kind of freaky. And, I, I, and all well, just the idea of and and I'll let, I'll let you have this, but I, I was thinking the same thing that part and the monitoring every transaction. Right. You know? That. Now, yeah, this is something that, uh, you know, we really need to think about. I think every person really needs to think about this kind of thing and, you know, how are you going to respond to it if they were to come in and... Because, I mean, I have to assume that if they're talking about a digital, new digital currency where they want to track all transactions, that can't happen as long as cash is still you know, available to be floated around, yeah. right? So that implies a cashless society, you know? First of all, how do you think they would go about, like, phasing out cash? How do you? How would you even begin to do something like that? You I know? actually think we, because uh, uh, in, in full disclosure, we talked about this a little before the podcast. Right. And uh, I, I did, I feel like that we, we kind of came to a situation in our conversation as to where uh, I feel like that they could actually do that. I feel like the people who would do it, if they said, hey, change over cash for the new digital, you know, there's probably certain people who would do it automatically. And as that happened, it would put pressure on cash and just start to devalue it. They would just basically devalue it. And I I know they don't want to devalue the dollar. (laughs) Yeah. But That's the, definitely not on their yeah. agenda, right? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's not what they're not in that business of no. devaluing the dollar. <laughs> That's not what the Fed does, or <clears throat> That's all it does. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's exactly what it does. It actually. Inflates it to destroy it, you know, basically, right? Pretty and, much. Uh, but so and that time is definitely is obviously coming by what by what she said, right? Yep. And and uh yeah, I think they could do that, though. I, I, I do think that people would do it, put pressure on the dollar, then people would either be forced at that point. More people, that's when it would put pressure on people, and they would do it, And but there would always be the stubborn ones. Do you think it would like add a lot of fuel to like the homesteader movement? Oh, man. I mean, I think it would change society forever. Yeah? I, I mean, I think society's been changed already, but I think it would... Uh, I think it would drive. I think there's a potential it could drive more people into poverty. Oh, but what we see as poverty today, it might not be poverty because some people might willingly go there over going in, so like you say, the homesteader movement right. or something. But the problem is, is how would the state who wants to monitor everybody's transaction feel about these Amish people, <laughs> these pagans? Yeah. 
No, I'm just kidding. Like me. With their, with their trade and barter systems, <laughs> yeah. how are you supposed to track their transitions? Yeah, totally know? no offense to the Amish, dude. I actually, you oh, know, I got, got no respect No offense for to the, uh, yeah, nothing but respect, respect for the Amish. <laughs> yeah, damn. Man, nothing Keep but it respect. Real. Keep it real. But, yeah, it's a, uh, it, you know, these are all things that you have to think about, for sure. I mean, like, she said it all right there, man. I mean. No, I mean, really, like She I said, said it all. She, she, look. To her, she she answered that question. It's going to come with a lot of social issues. There right. could be a lot of social unrest. There's going to be new people are not going to. It's like the change of everything. Everything right. they've ever known is going to change. What is it? What's going to well, happen? About, in their I mean, mind? like she I mean, said, they're about to dismantle the traditional financial system. You know, this is we're talking about a financial system that was created in like the 1500s with mercantilism. You know, but we're operating on a, you know, I mean, the Federal Reserve System, you know, of course, was created in 1913. But this idea of governments printing money and and subsidizing industry and stuff like that, it has been around forever, you know. Uh, One thing that uh, I did want to actually ask you about, it kind of links in with this whole idea of a digital currency is because... I, I, I haven't heard them mention anything about linking this new digital currency with anything solid right anything real you know of course it won't it can't you know because of course they're they don't have enough of anything real <laughs> to make up for yeah. the to make up for the digits they're going to put on this on this new you know system whatever they create and so i don't know if you heard about like what russia has been doing with their currency over the past week they've made a lot of uh, a lot of new announcements they actually linked the ruble with gold. Mm-hmm. Russia is officially back on a gold standard with the with the ruble. There uh, and which also within a matter of like two to four days, something like that, uh, put their currency back. If you look on a graph, their currency is now back where it was pre-invasion in terms of strength. Ever since they linked it with gold, you know. And so, do you think that there could be some like? This could lead to two different economic systems clashing. Yeah, well, you know? absolutely. Well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And remember, there's a lot of investors and big, and there's people who are multi, multi millionaires in this country who like gold. Oh, yeah. And silver. Oh, people and, like and, gold. Yeah, and land and things. I mean, that trans- like, like there. I think there's there's old school investors and some new school investors that don't trust digital currency. Right. Either, especially in this situation. I don't think we're alone in this. You know, we have different reasons, probably. Trust, but I don't think though. we're... Yeah, exactly. Trust right. is the key word. Yeah, no, I don't think so. And and, and here's the thing, though. And this is this is really important in this, uh, in this situation because, you know, Ty... We... Full disclosure again. One of the people... One of the publications I like to read and follow, me personally is the Trends Journal. And he said this years ago. I remember Gerald Salente, the founder, said this. I think he wrote it in one of the Trends Journals, but I've heard him say it too, I believe. Is He said, the, the, the past century has been the American century. The century moving forward is the Chinese century. You know? Right. It, the... the there's uh, like the, the the term new world order. We think oh world order. We think Hulk Hogan, right? No, <laughs> we think, no that's what we really think. But no, no, really, what we think is we think negative because we think oh shit, all these people are trying to you know fucking get together and do something secret. But really, if if you really think about it, there always is some type of a world order, and I think it just comes like naturally in the course of humanity and right. our existence is like. There's going to be a power structure, people who have more and make more and do better and people, you know, kind of fluctuate to them because they invest in them or whatever, you know. And, um, you know, I don't think that's a negative thing. And I think there's a fight over what the world order is going to be. Yeah, I think there's a pull. But but I, I believe that people, who's going to trust? Look what they just did to the dollar. I mean, you're going to make that. Hey, dude, we just destroyed. Look. We yeah. just destroyed the money, but what we want you to do is come to our new money. Yeah, no, that's the thing that that and that's actually uh, actually what I was wanting to get into too is with this issue of trust. 
You know, it doesn't matter how sound the financial system is, any financial system, on paper, right? On paper, it could be the most efficient, well-running economic machine ever conceived by the human mind, right? But if no one trusts it, it's not going to work. You know, if no one puts their commodities into it, which is what real value has well, to come from. you know what? This is the perfect time, Levi, to play the next clip. Because... Hush, yeah. Hold on. Hush, Schwab. Schwab, let's Okay, I said his last name first. No. But he, uh, he said something in the end of this clip, and I'm not going to quote him exactly right, but you can right. listen to it. Listen out for this. He says something to the effect of goods and products are going to be, you know, definitely disrupted. Oh, yeah. Okay? And that's answering that same question is they know this is going to be, there's going to be a lot of, a lot of, a lot of social turmoil. Yep. It's not because it's not just like people don't just lay down. Like people are going to go crazy. Like they, it's unpredictable what could happen. Really, it's 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 hard to for even them to understand how people are going to react. They just know that people are going to be reactionary when right. you change everything they've known. Absolutely. You know? uh, so, I mean, and I don't have the clip here, but and I'm going to play this uh, this other clip. But there was also another Klaus Schwab clip where he where he says that they need to prepare for an angrier world. Right, like I like, I think that's a direct quote. Prepare for an angrier world, uh, and that was at a World Economic Forum conference. Uh, this was this clip here is from uh, Klaus Schwab's appearance at the World Government Summit over the past week. Uh, he did not; he was not there in person. This was a digital uh, over over the internet appearance. But uh, but let's listen to what uh, Klaus Schwab has to say about Santa, the matter. Santa Claus. The world has to overcome not only the damage done to our economies and our societies by COVID-19. It Hold on, I'm just going to stop him right there. The damage done to our societies by government's response to, to COVID-19. Okay, let's continue. That would help you out, Santa. We have to confront the repercussions of a dangerous clash between major global powers. History is truly at a turning point. We do not yet know the full extent and the systemic and structural changes which will happen. However, we do know that global energy systems, food systems and supply chains will be deeply affected. There it is, right there. So there it is, yeah. So they know. They know Deeply that what affected. they're doing. He did not mince words either. <laughs> no. As a matter of fact. These people Except don't. He did, These people he did don't. slaughter, however. Yeah, however. <laughs> I don't even know what that was. He tried, you know? man. He no, it. really. It, it's just like, this is almost like a, I'm just going to say, it's an Alex Jones moment, you know? Because Alex Jones, he'll always say like, how do you people think I predicted this? They say it. They say it bluntly in your face. You know, you just have to pay attention to it. And I mean, there it is. You know, I mean, they have this thing called the World Government Summit. I mean, the, the title in itself should startle any, you know, any American, you yeah. know, who truly believes in the founding principles of this country and national sovereignty, you know, of, of I mean... And not entangling alliances and stuff like this. And we have, the, and there's this organization out there called the World Government Summit. You know, it's, yeah, a little it's bit ridiculous. fishy. But and the fact that how many, how many people, how many, you know, how many governments that represent, you know, how many people in the world are actually in this summit? Right. Is that, did they let Russia in? Probably not. <laughs> Probably Is China not. there? Maybe. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it. Was India there? Maybe. I bet Maybe India not. was there. I think so. Saudi Arabia was, was probably there. Saudi Maybe. Arabia was probably there. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, it'd I be imagine. nice to know. They haven't totally turned yet. What about all the South American countries? Were they there? 
Yeah. I, I couldn't answer Where that. Where the African country In fact, you know what? I, let's answer this. Are they going to say so? Yeah, exactly. Let's answer let's this. We're going to answer this right now, thanks to the magical power of yeah. the internet in our hands. We don't All need right. no education. We <laughs> don't know. Sorry, I just felt like the right time. You know what I mean? Little Pink Floyd? Why not, man? We do need the education right now. We need to know. Oh, yeah. Everyone needs a little education right now. Yeah. Except when you're listening to that song, dude, you kind of want to jam out, you know? You're like, yeah, shit. That's right. Yeah, man. It's a, uh, I, I bet you, it's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot of countries in the world. I know there's a lot of countries not there just because there's no reason for them to probably be there. They don't, they don't have any interest in being there. It says here there's a summit hosts 90 speakers from 150 participating countries. Golly. So... I'm, I'm, and it was held in Dubai. The headquarters, Dubai, are in Dubai. Nice. headquarters are in Dubai. Fight Island. Yeah, United Arab Emirates. How you pronounce that? Emirates. 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 I mean, that's probably the like super white Texan way of saying it. <laughs> yeah. But I'm doing my Emirates. best here. I mean, that's what I am. So damn, I don't know what to say. <laughs> right. <laughs> But uh, 150 nations—that's that—that's a big chunk of the. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. I'm a little surprised. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Kind of, I kind of failed on that one. That's definitely uh, more than I thought. Are they all skyping? No, I, the, the, I know there was at least part of it that was held in person. Yeah. You know, like the video we just uh, the the video of of uh, Pippin, Doctor Pippin. Oh yeah. Malibu oh oh yeah. yeah was yeah. in was a uh, was an in person thing. Yeah. You think she flew like Delta or? <laughs> <laughs> no, With John Kerry. Yeah, no. Ho- I, hopefully, she she flew there. Maybe she flew there in Al Gore's special plane yeah. that only burns uh, vegetable oil or something like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then in twenty years, they would find out something was wrong with vegetable oil. Yeah, right. And burning that, you know. But it's all good, you know. It's all good. You know what? And the one thing too is. That you said earlier is what would they would they back a digital currency by anything you know what I mean like will they you know, we'll kind of leave this subject but in, and here's how we're gonna leave this subject here's how they back it cannabis yeah. <laughs> there That's has right. been ideas That's right. and here's how we're seriously gonna segue here. Right. I don't mean that part. That was a joke. Yeah. Okay, no, damn it. it. But hey, but, no, no, no. I'm just going to take this I mean, opportunity to say. Halfway. In, in, in Colonial Virginia had the tobacco notes. Yeah. Right? Backed uh-huh. up by tobacco that was in the warehouses. Yeah. All right. Yeah, hey, man. So, hey, we're just throwing it out there. Yeah, especially for. Cannabis a, dollars. Especially for a state <laughs> like in the Midwest that didn't, didn't have anything really going for it, but just that real rich, good soil. Yeah. You know what right? I mean? Yeah. It's like, damn, why not? Yeah. You know? Lean on it. Lean on it. You know, you got something there. But it, it, but for real, though, uh, there has been talks about the federal, and we've covered this a lot, uh, it just in fun uh, a lot of times, but um, just talking about, you know, cannabis, marijuana, weed, Mary oh, Jane, yeah, they're talking Ganja, about legalizing on it on a federal, federal level. level. And, and and I've seen so many, again, the propaganda in the world is just so massive, it's hard to know what to really believe with anything. But I did see this interesting thing that I had never thought about before, and it talked about um, the push for certain lawmakers and ex-lawmakers are trying really hard to push for the legalization of marijuana on a federal level. Right. And one of these reasons is because so many of them that want this have investments and and things of that sort in companies who who wish that it was federally lifted so they in turn could cross state borders yep. and be able to make more money and basically just capture the market the marijuana market across the board right. few companies you know rather than having it slow grow state by state and letting them, you know, kind of choose their own fate and letting the company, it's much harder for one company to go to all these different states who have different laws and different, you know, rather than just one federal oversight law. So it's another battle between this 
federal, anti-federal, and I don't mean it's a battle. That's a, you know. Right. So again, me trying to fucking, <laughs> you know, mincing the shit out of words. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for, for real, it's like, it's like, it's that pool though. It's that American thing that we still deal with. Yeah. I think like that we, we don't know what it is, but we do have a distrust for, I do. Right. You know, I kind of understand that. And I know one of them, and you can look this up, uh, John Boehner. I have seen articles saying that John Boehner has a lot of stock in a marijuana company, a cannabis company. Used to be anti-weed, you know, never going to legalize anything like that until he got out of Congress (laughs) and now has become a real advocate for the legalization of federal marijuana. So it's just something to keep a thought on for people because you want to bum rush and say, yeah, 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 and I agree. I agree, but you know you should vote in a local referendum right. for this, and to be able to even grow a few plants of your own if you would like to, you know, and be able to have the control really in the hands of the people, and not allow it to go into just the hands of a few companies. Right. The feds come in and say, "Oh, if you're growing stuff at home, no, you know, you got to buy what's there in the store," and it's like, you know, you get five. Who, who only the richest players can play. Right. It's the name of the game, you know. It's been the name of the game, so I I, I feel for that too, man. I I'm kind of down with just doing it state by state and doing it the slow organic right. way. No pun intended. Well, that, the slow that's organic the, that, way. That's the constitutional you know? way as well, you know. It's the I title mean, of this episode, man. The slow, the slow organic, organic way. There we go. That's what I'm. That's the way. About. That's the way things should be. Yeah, that's the know? way you want to get stuff done. It's got to happen the slow. Let things organic be born way. and brought into the you world know? in a productive way. You know, right. don't rush it in. And try to, you know, bastardize it. Yep. We have a bad problem with that, man, in this country, too, man. Yep. But, you know, I mean, this is... The marijuana thing is it's something that I believe should be a state issue, you know. I mean, Tenth Amendment sort of should be the end, <laughs> the end all of this, of, of the whole debate. You know, the Tenth Amendment states pretty clearly, all power is not vested to the federal government, but by the Constitution, all reserved to the people or the states, you know. And... Don't think there's anything about marijuana in the Constitution. Therefore, it is it is a state issue. Except for uh, the fact that it's pretty much made on it. It's made. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It's, it's made it's on it. On hemp, right? Yeah. Hemp papers. No, it's on him. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Family member. I got I, 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 I what you're saying. Family member. Yeah. Yeah. Relative. But, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> no, yeah, it's it's an issue that I believe should go to the states. You know. It's kind of like when they did the whole, uh, I don't know if you remember when they just passed uh, gay marriage legally, you know, just across the board. And it was a state issue before, and then they took it, they took that off the board and said, no, it's it's legally, it's uh, yep. legal federally, you know, all across the board, nobody can ban it. You know, I, I wouldn't want to see them do that with marijuana, yeah. you know. I think that, that the... You gotta let federalism take its course. I agree. You know, I agree in, with in that this, totally. In man. this, in this I case, do. and uh, and you know, there there might even be a couple of states. Texas might even be one of them. I don't just, think so. Who man. just always, yeah. who just always hold out. Yeah, know, and, and, and and there might be, but I think I think that people because remember, even though the states like Texas also, I'm sure does have a referendum law right. that if we if people get it on the ballot and we vote for it, what are they gonna? do? I mean. Yeah, you no, know, but, times change, man. Yeah. If people want it bad enough, it's gonna go. And I have true faith in that. Right. I do, man. I think that uh, that we could that if enough people want it. And, and but here's another thing that I've always I always want to make sure that I say because uh, I I do believe this too that in life you're gonna have things like especially as you get older, you know, and I, and hopefully that when you're young, you're not looking for things to like coat and nut and and uh, you know like lean on uh, to crutch yourself through anything in life you know hopefully but as you get older and you go through more things and and uh, life presents itself you know there's all types of substances that we lean on in our society every uh, most everybody leans on something right you know besides food and water and just the basic essentials most everybody has some type of a crutch you know i mean or or you know, just things that they that they lean on to keep themselves happy or whatever, you know? And, and whether it be having a drink or smoking a cigar or smoking a bowl or, 
smoking a cigarette. It's not an endorsement that any of it's necessarily healthy. Right. You know, and I think a lot of it could be separated. Like I think weed would probably be though smoking anything is is bad. I think smoking weed's probably the lesser of the uh, detrimental of all of those things. Right. To be honest with you, I truly do. But I mean coffee, coffee could be it has its benefits, but it also can have its downfalls if you drink too much of it, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's every so many things are that way in life. And uh, I don't really condone, you know, uh, piss poor behavior because you smoke weed. You need to play this role of like, oh, smoke weed, blame yeah. everything you do, stupid shit on just that you smoke too much weed, you know? Right. I mean, I hate that. Yeah, don't be that stereotypical Yeah, stoner exactly, dude. dude. It's just yeah. that's, you know, but, but people can, I know so many people who function and have a good life and are good people <clears throat> and smoke weed while they do all that they do. Right. And they're, you know, sitting right here. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, but but uh, you know, it is it is something that I want to make sure that that like I balance that thought out. That like some people in the world, man, they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do any of that stuff, you know, and yep. that's cool. And some people do, and some people, you know, might have you know three beers instead of someone um, eight beers instead of someone else having three. Right? Who gives a shit? You know, like. If people go and do their thing, you know, I, I I think that's the main thing, and I that's the that's that's what we're after is that people feel like they're getting somewhere, like that they're being productive, and it's giving them, you know, uh, motivation to live a good life and to be a good person, you know, right. and that comes with having, you know. Good jobs, good rules in society, having respect for the rules and what's going on. And when you lose all that stuff, then, you know, it goes away. And again, weed is another one that people that aren't in the weed culture don't understand how many people are in the weed culture that are just everyday people yeah. that hide it, a lot of them, and things, you know, yeah. and can't talk about it and know how stupid it is and know how hypocritical it is. And just want to say, you know, just like, man, this is stupid. But, you know, they're told they can't smoke this substance because, you know, we need to let go of that, man. You oh, know, we yeah. need to let go of that. We need to just let go of that way of thinking. And, and again, we've had this conversation, too, um, when we were talking about Ron Paul and anything we disagreed. And he has talked about the, you know, like, you pretty much should have this you should have that mentality with all drugs. And I don't know what he feels like. Maybe you should schedule them all and just educate people on don't freaking poison your damn body. You know, here's the things that are going to poison your body and here's things that aren't. Don't do unhealthy shit. Right. You know, or it's going to harm you and you're screwed. No one can save you, you know. Uh, maybe that's what... I don't know what he believes. But if that is what he believes... I said that I disagreed with him on that. I actually might actually kind of agree with him on that. You know, right. that maybe maybe everything, sh like, I mean, you know, like, uh, again, people are bringing a shitload of fentanyl across the border right now, right? That's right. the story. That's the story. Again, propaganda. What do we know? Yeah. But that's the story. If they're doing that, they're breaking a lot of laws. You know, they're basically poisoning, poisoning our society. Right. And if you're, you know, if you're making illegal substances and, you know, maybe just the, the <clears throat> making of those substances should be illegal. I mean, I don't know. That's a hard one. That's a hard one. I really don't know what I believe on that. That's a hard one. I, I don't want to say that some substances, I think they should be highly frowned upon. Right. The destruction they do. Like, highly frowned upon. But that goes for a lot of stuff, man. I mean, that goes for stuff that is legal to buy like ant killer you know yeah. and people are like oh what's your problem with ant killer and i don't really have a problem with ant killer i get why people want to use it and i i don't even have a problem with people using it I, it's not the hill i want to die on right but when you think about it objectively speaking one person using ant killer doesn't matter but when 35 million people use ant killer every year mm -hmm. time and time again you don't think that that's going to like seep into the water a little bit, like kind of start to poison ourselves? Yeah. I do. I think it will. Right. Uh, but 
again, it's not the hill I want to die on because, but we're serving that stuff up. In stores, it's on the Home Depot, dude. You could freaking go down a whole aisle that has that stuff, right? And then, you know, you you sit there and tell people that, you you know, I mean, it, I, it's all just hypocritical. It's all just hypocritical, really. You, we don't, there's no moral compass in this society. You know, we don't have a, we've lost that, you know. Right. So, so to solve the drug problem, I guess, to, to the point is, it's going to take a lot more than it, you just calling it illegal. And, and that that has proved itself, right? Right. I mean, yeah, absolutely. so so it's a, it's a hard issue and and I don't I don't take lightly to that. Uh, and but weed should just be out of it. Number 1. That's another thing. Is weed just needs to be on the other side of it. People can grow cannabis right they could just grow it and <laughs> you can smell it on people pretty well if they've been smoking a lot of weed, you could probably tell. Yep. They're super stoned. I mean, it's not like I don't think those people are super big threats to to you know yeah, to society. Yeah. If, if someone's a threat to society, it's not going to be because the marijuana necessarily made them that way. They were already a threat and right. where they were smoking marijuana, most likely, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, it's just not that type of a drug. But what do you think about it, man? What do you think about kind of un- unpacking what I've just said about the legalization of all drugs? And, well, uh, you know, I used to be like, you know, the, like the, the Ron Paul stance, you know, of just legalizing all drugs and then letting communities take care of things, you know, communities and churches and stuff. And I think that in communities like Medina, that could work. That that is a feasible alternative to the current system. Uh, but I think that all in, in like the inner cities and stuff, I, I, I don't know how, you know, I, I don't know how well that policy would go over. You know, I, I don't think it would have the same effect it would have out in the more rural more community, you know, more smaller communities. They're more tight knit. Uh, you know, I've always had, you know, I've always had a soft spot for the for the natural, <laughs> the natural stuff. You know, if it comes out of the ground, I see no reason government should be making it illegal or anything like that. You know, if if it has to be cooked in some trailer with tinfoil on the windows. You know, does it have to be I, a trailer? I, 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 I'm just saying. You know, I'm using. I'm using. I know, yes, yeah, you have here. to go there you so that you know go. what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, you know what drug I'm talking about. Yeah, no, it, it, ruins, I mean, it ruins people, man. It, it's it, like it ruins people's man, lives, you know? man. Yeah, and I definitely think that the approach could be changed. I definitely think that we don't need to be treating these these addicts like criminals if they haven't hurt anyone. Yeah. Now, if, you know, if and somebody smokes a bunch of meth and then goes out and freaking starts hurting people, well, yeah, then they go, hey, dude, yeah, you're a criminal, dude. You're, you're a violent criminal. doesn't matter what your yeah. mind's messed up on, you know, you're, yeah. you're hurting people, you yeah, know. You did it. And you yeah, need to be stopped, you know. Yeah. But, um, but people who don't go out and do that, you know, if they're just someone who obviously just needs help, you know, and what would really help them more, you know, uh, getting them into uh, some sort of rehab facility or getting them into some sort of program or coming and like, you know, sending police to their door. Oh yeah, that'll de-escalate the situation, you know? I mean, sending and threatening to arrest them, threatening to put them in a cage. Oh yeah, that'll totally de-escalate the, you know, yeah, that'll make them feel great. I mean, and I guess I get that the, the mentality behind it is supposed to be that, yeah, we come, you know, yeah, if you do these things, we'll come and put you in a cage, you know, and so that's supposed to be your deterrent to not do these things, you know, that's sort of the way our legal system in this country kind of works, you know, pretty much, and it's like, man, you know, that that's just, that's like how you end up with situations like, like we were talking about before the show today, situations like Waco, which we are in the in the anniversary of right now, you know, we're in the middle of its anniversary of the siege, uh, situations like Ruby Ridge, you know, where these people never aggressed against anyone. They never threatened anyone. All they did was break these arbitrary and in my opinion, unconstitutional gun laws, 
you know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, and so it's the same way with these with, with these drug users. Their their behavior definitely should not be encouraged, but that's also no reason if they haven't hurt anyone that there's no reason to go kick their door in, you know, and put them through that kind of thing. I think that families should be encouraged to reach out more, you know, to someone who has a bad problem and try and get them into a, into a, a, a what's some, the word, yeah. a rehab yeah, or something some like that. Yeah, some situation Some sort of, yeah. you know, but man, that's just a hard one, you know, because it I can is. definitely see the Ron Paul stance. Like I know where Ron Paul's coming from when he says the things he yeah. says. I like, I actually you know? kind of, I, I would agree much more with your stance though too. You know, but. Uh, it comes out of the ground. I kind of, I think that's actually pretty fair. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, and hey, here's the other thing. Can we really unbiasedly find out what type of benefits things may have? And if they have if they have any benefits at all, then maybe it should come on the table, like you know, because mushrooms for people like oh come on you're gonna legalize mushrooms and it's like well if they if a lot of people say that mushrooms have medicinal benefits right so if they do you know I mean some people microdose mushrooms man yeah. and they just microdose them because it says that they think that it has benefits. So, if if that helps people, and it really does, then it comes out of the ground in a natural way, and they're not being, and it doesn't make people extreme in that way. Why not, man? I don't see, I, yeah. I don't think it's out of this world to think that way. Um, and and I, I've actually, you know, I've never taken mushrooms myself, but I've known people who have, and, you know, doesn't seem to be something that's, I've never known someone who's just a real dipshit who's like, oh, yeah, dude, we took freaking mushrooms and we wanted to rob this place. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like that's I've never yeah. I tell, um, I'm told the opposite. Most of, that of your most of the mushroom stories you hear are, hey, man, we took these nature. mushrooms and we went and yeah, sat in the woods yeah. for five hours, you know, saw a freaking oh, purple man. deer, dude. Yeah, I was like, dude, you saw a purple deer. And I was like, <laughs> then I realized I didn't even see a deer. You know, yeah. it's like, oh shit, man. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a, that is a, it, but, it's an interesting you know, topic, man. This comedian, I cannot remember his name right now. I know he's an Australian comedian because he had a, he had a thick Australian accent. So basically you're saying he right. hasn't been on tour in a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Just kidding, dude. Just kidding, but dude. He has this joke where he's like, I take drugs like a fucking champion, right? <laughs> He's like, but Karen down the street took drugs and stuck her kids in an oven, right? So Karen just ruined drugs for fucking everyone. That happens with everything. Yeah, everything you know, exactly. Is- that happens for, with, with everything, you know? that You can apply that to, to drivers, you know? I drive a car like a freaking NASCAR driver, like... like not saying that I drive fast, like like a professional, like right, like I'm a really good driver. Yeah, you know. Some people, but fucking so this dumbass can't drive a block without bumping into something. Right. You know, That's it's terrible. like, well, we obviously need to outlaw cars, dude. Yeah, I mean, for shit, real, you can cause two. I mean, if one person can cause damage with them, That's you know, real. I mean, happens with the alcohol. You know, same argument can be made with guns. You know, I'm yeah. a responsible gun owner. Well, this dude down here let his kids get his guns, and one of them. I mean, this is actually a real story from over the week. I mean, very sad story. Someone's kids, uh, I think it was a, uh, I believe it was like a 12-year-old girl got a hold of the pistol and ended up accidentally shooting her, her like, 14-year-old cousin. And then, uh, and then accident, I don't know if she accidentally shot herself or if she purposely shot her. Anyway, it was an incredibly tragic thing. But anyway, you know, yeah, you've got your responsible gun owners and then you've got your gun owners that let shit like that happen. Right? Is that a is that an a legitimate argument to ban let's ban guns? You know? If you use this one argument to ban drugs, should we use this one argument to ban guns? You know, yeah. I mean how far across the board are we gonna take this argument? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a and, tough one, man. Yeah. And and then the moral of the story is don't get addicted to bad shit, you know. I mean that like don't get addicted to shit that's really gonna fuck up your life. 
and mess up your life. You know, that is like the real moral of the story because, you know, number one, man, people around you that don't want to see you go down that path, you know what I mean? And like right. have to struggle and, and uh, just for yourself, that's number one. And then number two is naturally because they care about you, they're going to they're gonna go with you, man. They're going to fall. They're going to have a hard time too. And it just puts so much pressure on people, man. It's It's really sad, dude. It's actually addiction, you know, though we, we joke about in the weed culture, it's joked about a lot, and it shouldn't be compared, and I wish it wasn't, but, but people that suffer from addiction problems, man, it's a, uh, it is a bad problem that our society has, and it rubs off and it rubs into a lot of the other issues that we suffer with socially as well, you know? It's, um, yeah, man, it's, yeah. it's kind of a... No, it's a real tough one. Yeah, it is, and, and it's, it's, know, a, it's a hard one to handle. But, but weed is not a tough one. No. Weed Cannabis is, is not is, a tough is one. is a one that should have had the door shut on that argument a long, Yeah, we could move on time to the next, ago, man. you know? You know, I have to believe that anyone at this point who is still just staunchly against the legalization of weed you know, most people who are against the legalization are just like, yeah. You know, kind of like that politician you, you that you interviewed who was like, uh, not that's not even deal. on my radar. You yeah. know, it's not even on my. It's not even an issue I, I think about. You know, at all. <laughs> I mean, you know, but then the, there's some people who do think about it a lot, and they think about how much they want it to stay illegal. You know, and then yeah. they're staunchly against the the legalization of marijuana. It's like I have to believe that these people. Still, like, watch Reefer Madness and, like, take it seriously. Yeah. You know, like, what are you thinking? You know, what what nightmare situations run through your head at night? Yeah. Like, when you think about how terrible marijuana is, you know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I mean, well, and, you know, and, and can we talk about the nightmare scenarios that alcohol has brought to countless families? You know? I mean, I guarantee you, hard liquor, and even maybe you know, even beer probably might even hold the numbers above the numbers of families and lives it has destroyed. <laughs> Other than marijuana, yeah, you know, let's yeah, talk about sure. those numbers for a second. Yeah, I mean, really, when it comes to marijuana, I think that the biggest hypocrisy and I think the most the most flamboyant thing you can hold in people's faces is alcohol. You know? Let's I mean really you're worried about what somebody might do because they have a bag of weed at their house, but I can go down the street and I can buy five gallons of liquor. Yeah. Freaking the legal and what's stopping I mean, me uh, from know. and what's stopping me from drinking it on the way home. Yeah. And opening it. You, you the, the you know and I'm not saying I'm not saying to do that and that's shitty if people do obviously but uh it's like trust they trust you to do that but they don't trust you to buy a bag of weed and, and take it home and be able to smoke it throughout the week to get you through or you know just to help you know relax what you're doing yeah so it's a uh what do you hear I don't know what I hear Sorry, everybody. Is it a click? I'm over here. I'm over here looking around all suspiciously. It's like, yeah, I don't know, like some kind of bug buzzing around or something. We got something. I don't know. Don't down. worry about yeah, it. We got something. I'm, I'm just down. over here. All yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm over here dripping, man. <laughs> I swear, I hear a purple bug. Uh, how do you know it's purple? I don't. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Full disclosure: no mushrooms were taken during the production of this podcast. Yeah. No, no. Full disclosure. They might be after. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. No. But yeah, it's a yeah. That's a, a yeah. And again, you know, there's a lot of people who drink alcohol responsibly and should not be held, yeah, you know, absolutely. burdened by that, and you know, right. have a lot of fun going out and and having drinks with people. You know, it's I see it's it's great thing. Yep. But yeah, that's a tough one, man. I can definitely see why people why people just need that to be uh, to be legal. You know, I mean, I, I and when I mean need, I'm I think it's a I think it's a necessary step in our progression as a state of Texas here to go ahead and follow our neighbors of New Mexico, who have started the sale of recreational marijuana. Yeah, and if they don't. I'm telling you this. 
fucking see you soon in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Click. <laughs> no. no, man, you know. I think the ultimate... Come say hi to y'all for a couple of days, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. You know. And when I say hi... When it comes down to it, like I was saying earlier, man, you know, I don't know what kind of nightmare scenarios these people think of, but I guarantee you they're already happening. <laughs> you know, they're already living their nightmare. Yeah. Everybody who wants to do something like smoke weed is already doing it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and you're, you know, when it comes down to it, man, just mind your own business, man. Right. Everybody should just mind your own business. You know, and we're, we're right now and we'll, we'll, we'll end it with, with this last, uh, this last little thing, just because we're currently in the anniversary of the Waco siege, I think the 29th anniversary. 29th. It, it happened. It happened in 1992, so we we would be in the 29th anniversary. No, no, that's that's. No, I'm early. sorry. It happened in 1993. It okay, happened in 1993. Okay. So we are in the yeah. Ruby Ridge happened in 1992. Uh, Waco was in Damn. 1993. So we are in the uh, 29th so those things happen anniversary. One year apart. Well, yeah, because actually, uh, actually. Waco was sort of the ATF's like plan to become relevant again after uh, Ruby Ridge because after Ruby Ridge and Randy Weaver walking and the the ATF being made fools of you know it coming out that their agents lied about what happened out there and stuff you know and the ATF was in a lot of heat there was even people talking about defunding it you know, after, after, uh, Ruby Ridge. Defunding the, and so, yeah, the defunding ATF. Defunding the police? Yeah, you know, no, not the police, just the, the ATF. ATF. Oh. You know, and turning it into what it should be, a department so store. So what is the ATF? Yeah. <laughs> the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and, Fi- and Firearms oh, is the ATF. The, oh, okay. Okay, which I believe should be a department the, store. <laughs> but, okay. but, yeah, but, uh, the Bureau. Yeah. The but, Bureau, uh, the bureaucracy. Yeah. The bureaucracy of tobacco of uh, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Mm-hmm. Which uh, anyway, Sounds so like yes, after Ruby Ridge, they were in a lot of heat, a lot of you know, a lot of bad publicity came out of Ruby Ridge. So to make up for this, they were like, "We need some new that we need a new thing. You know, we need a new uh, threat we can bring out and say, like, see, see how much you need the ATF, you know, to protect you from crazy people." And so the Branch Davidians were on their radar because, uh, first of all, and this comes into the minding your own freaking business category, the thing that got them initially on the authorities' radar was that neighbors heard automatic gunfire coming from the property and called it in. There was like a hotline the ATF set up to, to uh, call in suspicious gun activity at the time. And so... They called in the automatic gunfire. And then what really made the raid happen was when a UPS deliverer, or I don't know, some sort of package delivery service, uh, a dummy grenade fell out of one of the boxes. And they found out that the Branch Davidians were bringing in dummy grenades, which could be, if you have the right stuff, made active, right? And so... uh, and they probably were. I'm not sitting here trying to say that the Branch Davidians didn't have illegal machine guns, and they probably had, you know, live grenades and stuff. They were a they were a religious group who believed that the end was coming and that they were going to be persecuted by the Babylon the Great, what they saw as the American government. And I'll be damned if the American government didn't make their little prophecy come true. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, Damn. and so. For real, man. So, you know, that's why these people had had the weapons they had, you know, is because they believed that the end was coming and, and they were going to be attacked. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, mind your own freaking business, you know? Imagine if this neighbor had just never just, wow, man, that sounds like automatic gunfire. Damn, it sounds like fun. <laughs> you know? yeah. like, I'm going to call them up and see if I can't get a couple rounds off. Yeah. <laughs> like, call my neighbors, man. See <laughs> You know, and it's like, man, you know, I mean, talk about a chain of events, Yeah. you know, that, that all started with a neighbor not minding their own freaking business. Yeah. You know, I yeah, mean, and when that, when that compound burns, you know, it's like, you know, that neighbor watched, you know, yeah. and I don't know, I don't know what went through their head, but I can only imagine, you yeah. know, as that compound burned and all those people burned in there, I wonder... If the neighbors ever had second thoughts, like, damn, dude, 
maybe we should have just minded our own freaking business, you know. I unless mean, the neighbors thought that they were dangerous, unless the neighbors thought that they, you know, they they justified it by that, like mm-hmm. oh maybe they were firing towards our property or. You right. know, saying something like that, and who knows what was really going on? You know, some type of dispute. You know, um, but no matter what the dispute was, I don't think it deserved to be handled like that. Right. You know. Well, um, and that's why also, you know, like I was saying, the ATF needed to make up some publicity after after uh, Ruby Ridge. That's why there was a news crew with them at the raid. That's why it's one of the most well documented raids or uh, yeah, fight shootouts with the with the government ever recorded never thought about because, that why would there be yeah you know? it's because they planned on like making a movie production out of this you know out of taking out these crazy religious group you know see see how much you need us look what we did we went in guns blazing with this religious group you know and i mean when they tell the it's people like, tell the story from what was happening like inside it's crazy right oh it is dude i mean you know, there's a lot of people who think that the Branch Davidians started the fire that ultimately destroyed the compound. And I just, I, I've never been able to, man, because at the, at the, at the, the raid, the end raid that eventually, that set the compound on fire and it was the climax of the whole thing, uh, you know, first of all, they slammed tanks into the sides of this building, Right. To insert gas nozzles. They had gas nozzles on the ends of these tanks, which yeah. they rammed through the walls. This alone, that alone, just ramming something through a wall where electrical wires and shit are obviously yeah. going to be rammed, that alone could have started the fire. Yeah. Let alone the gas they released with the tanks and the almost 90 gas canisters that they fired into the building during the raid when they, when they finally moved in. And you know what's crazy? is that during this action, while they were ramming tanks into the building and firing gas canisters into the building, they were actually on a loudspeaker, the FBI was, saying, this is not a raid. Or, no, 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 they said, this is not an assault. This is not an assault. We're just ramming your building with tanks and shooting gas canisters into the place. Now, we know there's children in there. Man, dude, it's crazy. No, I mean, and also these gas canisters, I read this one time, throughout like from starting from like the 70s when they started using these gas canisters in, in hostage and standoff situations, the amount of houses they had set on fire was insane. And then the official story after Waco is, oh, they set the, comp- they, they must have set the compound on yeah. fire. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's ridiculous, man. So what about the people know? who lived? Are they, they pretty much think that the 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 ATF started the fire? Oh, yeah, no. The, yeah. the, the, uh, the people who lived, I've, I've seen the interviews with them and stuff, you know, on the documentaries and stuff. I have, too, uh, a long time ago, but I can't remember exactly yeah. what the consensus was. Oh, not just a couple of days ago, because we're in the anniversary, I actually put on a, uh, a documentary about it and... Uh, yeah, no, man, it's completely... It's the, the head of the, like, FBI's assault team, you know, who was there the whole time. At one point during the documentary, because they were interviewing him, too, this is, like, this was a relatively recent documentary, I think. These people had aged significantly. And so, uh, he was saying, like, halfway through the documentary, he was like, I wanted to go in the whole time. Like, during the whole standoff, I was just trying to talk him into just letting us go in. You know, because that's what we were trained to do. We just we just wanted to go in, you know, guns a-blazing and just get the whole, get the thing over with, you know. And then after the whole thing is over and there's footage of them walking around on the ashes of the compound and there's just, I mean, literally, you're, just, you're, you're walking through charred bodies. You know, you can't, you can't even step over them because they were all in the middle of this building and just, I mean... And he was all like, oh, it was just so terrible seeing all these people. It's like, shut up, dude. Like, yeah. oh, it was just so terrible. Yeah, it was yeah. so terrible seeing all the people dead that, you, that that throughout the whole standoff you wanted to go in and kill. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's ridiculous, man. Man. I mean, the, the stuff, malicious dude. intent. It, it's, stuff, it, is, it is very heavy stuff. I, well, I, didn't even, I didn't even plan on bringing up Waco tonight. I, but drove, since we're, I drove to go since record we're in the anniversary. last weekend. And I drove up north, okay? 
went 281 north and was going to cut over and head over to towards Corsicana past Waco and and past Corsicana and on to East Texas. And uh, when I drove, got north of Waco and I cut over, um, I can't remember what highway I was on, what road I was on, but uh, I got into the Waco, the fires around the Waco mm. area. Man, dude, it was crazy, man. There was some fires going on for real. There were fires. Know? Some fires going on around here too. Yeah, there was. Over there the past been, week, you know, man, for real. Texas has been on fire. But yeah, Waco's like not far from us, you know. So I think that's why yeah. also it's like, and then just just that that whole story is just super messed up. I mean, just the fact that, that happened is is a shame. And yeah, man. I mean, you know, the world is filled with like, you know, pain and destruction and the worst of humanity is always apparent but at the same time the best of humanity is always apparent as well right and you know that's what we need to focus more on growing upon and uh whatever we can do to try to help you know break down some of the barriers we've drawn in between ourselves yeah. you know i think it'll make all of our existence so much better rather than trying to you know tell other people what they should be doing or try to act like who really has the moral authority yep you know that's a hard one i don't know you know god <laughs> i guess well, i mean I, I mean the see the thing is like the constitution like a rule a rule of law right authority is something that should be put into action only when aggression is initiated right you know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, unless you're just a full-blown anarchist, we can all agree that there's going to be some sort of authority in the world, you know? Some sort of government structure that has laws that if you break these laws, there's going to be consequences, right? And, I mean, what we need is a system where this government authority can only be initiated if actual aggression is initiated on on behalf of the uh of the private citizen you know if you infringe upon the life liberty or property of someone else well then you have now created the window for yes the government now has a place to come in and take care of you because it is actually the government's constitutional job to protect our individual sure. uh -huh. life liberty and property right absolutely and to make yeah. sure that we're all Following. secure with our life liberty and property from everyone else, you know? And, like, with the cases of the Branch Davidians and with, the like, Randy Weaver, these were all situations where the government initiated aggression over victimless circumstances, completely victimless circumstances. Neither the Branch Davidians nor Randy Weaver aggressed against anyone prior to the government aggressing against them. Yeah. Right? All they did was in, in the Branch Davidians case, they had they had weapons they weren't supposed to have under under federal law. And in the uh, Randy Weaver's case, he had a he had I guess he had cut the barrel off of a shotgun. He had modified a twelve gauge shotgun. You know, a real Weapon of mass destruction, but uh, yeah. you know, but, right. <laughs> but uh, if you're a dove, yeah, but yeah, if you're a dove, <laughs> or an you intruder, know. yeah, yeah, or I mean, but it, you know, these were both certain both cases where these people had not hurt anyone, they had not aggressed against anyone else's life, liberty, or property. All they had done was broken these arbitrary gun laws that, in my opinion, run contrary to the whole part of the Second Amendment that states that the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. You know, I don't know where the confusion for that started. But, uh, you know, I guess with, uh, with uh, what, what was it, the uh, National Firearms Act is what outlawed fully automatic weapons for the Americans. Yeah. You know, there was once a time when you could actually get a belt-fed fully automatic machine gun Shipped to your front door in America <laughs> through and the Sears catalog. I was no, I wasn't even Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> you, know you know what I mean? Crazy. I mean, 
Yeah, well, again, man, you know, for everything going on in the world, there's an, you know, there's a lot of cool things. I know this uh, this coming up week, we're going down to, to the coast and doing the beach cleanup that the state of Texas puts on. It's their spring cleanup now. So, oh, so you're going to go work for the state. Yeah, we're going to go volunteer for the state. Oh, even worse. I know. Even worse. Real sellout, man. Gosh. You know, I shouldn't have said anything. (laughs) (laughs) Now now that I'm thinking about it, I should have left that out. I should have gotten rid of that full disclosure bullshit. No, but we do like going down to the beach. We're going to stay down there. We're also going to tent out and just like, I've been working a lot, so it would just be good to be down there. Just chill out, man, for a, a few days. And, uh, you know, there's things you can get involved with in your community. I'm sure so many communities have so many good things going on. If you just search for them, you can be a part of them and, uh, you know, help yourself out and help your communities out, man. We say it a lot, but damn, for real, you know, we need it, man. We need a a movement like this that thinks more peacefully and in terms more uh, of communicating better and more efficiently and not you know, so angrily and so aggravated. Uh, that goes for everybody, myself included, you know? And yeah. I mean, I think everybody really needs to think more about that type of stuff, man. And I agree. Uh, But anything else, man? Anything else that you got? I think we're right about on time. It looks like we're right over an hour today's episode. So I think that's pretty good. We... Covered the uh, topics that we planned on covering and covered a few that we didn't plan on covering, so... Yeah. I'd say we uh, we overachieved. Yeah, look at that, man. <laughs> Freaking... Overachievers. Never mind. <laughs> we want to say thank you so much for listening to our podcast, The Independent Thinking Texans. A lot of times, you know, we may not necessarily know what we're saying or doing, but... Who really does in this world? It's a busy, busy place. Thank you so much for taking the time, though. We do appreciate it. Keep thinking for yourself, always and forever. Have a great day.